There are more books written on sales than just about any other topic. And almost certainly, you know how to sell your service much better than I ever will. So it's rare that I talk about sales. But there's one skill that is rarely talked about, which can make or break any sale. And because it's rarely talked about, I'm going to go ahead and cover it. Stay tuned to hear what it is. Running a service business can be hard. It is not unusual for business owners in industries like contracting, home repair, auto repair, business-to-business services like janitorial, IT and accounting, and many others to feel overwhelmed by all the priorities facing them at any given time. Between addressing the needs of the customers, managing the employees, figuring out the financials, and getting processes in place, feeling like you're making significant progress on your business journey can be difficult. Welcome to Service Industry Success, hosted by Brian Harding. Each week, Brian will look at real-world strategies for building the business you are dreaming of, while also sharing tactics to get through some of the most frustrating parts of business ownership with a lot more ease. Let's get started. So I have a friend, Dave. He does a lot of painting. He paints landscapes, doesn't do a lot of portrait work, but he does uh, just landscapes. He'll sometimes take a picture and prop it up and paint the picture. Sometimes he just imagines things. And many years ago, when I was helping him move one time when we were younger, uh, he was showing me some of his paintings and really really good work. And he was talking about the process and, and throughout the through the process of, of his painting, he said, there comes a point when you realize that you're no longer making it better, but instead you're making it different. He was talking about how to know when you were done with a painting. That was a topic we came, that came up while we were talking about it. And, and he, he described this thing, like you'll, you'll come to a point where you just all of a sudden realize I'm not making this thing better anymore. I'm just making it different. And this concept, I think, also applies to sales. Now, when I was a sales manager, I did lots of ride-alongs. I, you know, we did commercial sales, so it was very common and appropriate for me to do ride-alongs with the commercial sales folks. And, and I also, as an operations manager and a business owner, I would do drop-ins, guys on job sites in both commercial and residential applications. And one of the things I saw there is just, I just getting a perspective of how people operate in a sales process in a sales environment. And the kinds of things I saw were just just behaviors that that were tr- you know trends and patterns and behavior. So it wasn't so much I was paying attention to specifics, although I I did that too. And we would you know we would sometimes coach people up, sometimes congratulate them. Of course, all those kinds of things happen. But but patterns begin to emerge. And of course, you know one thing that's common that it, it, that was common was the more people nervous were, the more they talked. And and you know when your boss is there, you know even though I didn't like to present myself as quote unquote, the boss, when your boss is there though, you're just, you're nervous <laughs> and you do the things that you do poorly, you do more poorly and they're more exaggerated when the boss is there. That's just kind of how it works. And one of the things I noticed that was in, in some cases when they got nervous, they talked a lot. <laughs> in some cases they couldn't stop talking like, dude, zip it already. Like enough. And again, I, I get it. They're nervous because I was there. I've been there. It sucks performing sales when your boss is there. It sucks doing a lot of these things when you're quote unquote on and in in that kind of a job when 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 your when your supervisor, manager, business owner, whatever is there. But the reason they were nervous is not the part that matters. The part that matters is how they behaved when they were nervous. And what is almost universal for people doing sales, the more nervous we are, the more unsure we are, the more we're likely to 
to feel like we have to nail this particular sale. Like I have to get this one. Like if you've been in a slump for a while or something like that, the more we have this feeling like failing in this moment or failing this week or failing today or failing this month, or I'm not hitting my numbers or whatever. The more we have that feeling, uh, that fear of failing, the more difficult it is to stop talking when it's the right time to shut up. And this is an important concept for our people to understand. And in light of how easy sales have been for most of us for the last few years, it's a concept that might be completely foreign to some. You might have people on your team who have only done sales over the last few years since 2020, let's say, were quite frankly in service industries. Specifically, if you're, if you're, well, not just specifically residential, both commercial and residential, more so at residential, I'd say by hair, but whatever. If you, if you just showed up to the job, you, you got the work, right? In many cases, uh, they would call five contractors, two would show up, and the one that was on time or whatever got the job. It wasn't like it was in 2011 where, you know, we were, we were all really hustling. It's just, it's just a different sales environment. So my point is, you might have people on your team who have only been in this environment where they just show up and get the work. And this concept of having to like earn sales and have a sales process that is not about getting additional dollars, but it's just about getting the sale might be foreign to them. And, and for folks who it's not foreign for, it just might be something they haven't had to worry about in quite a while. And I think we need to freshen up our skills. Um, just in case, let's say I'm hearing people talk pretty commonly about call volumes dropping. I'm hearing way more questions about marketing than I have in several years from people just reaching out in different, in different ways, not necessarily just clients, but just people in general. I see on, in Facebook, Facebook groups I'm in, people are talking about SEO and marketing way more than they have for a few years, you know, again, it's just, it's just been an environment where you didn't have to worry about getting work. You had to worry about um, getting production. So people who have, have even been in your trade or your craft for many years, haven't had to think about this kind of the, the sales process. And, and it's important, I think, for people to understand that, that there is a framework to a sales process. And again, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this. I, you are experts in your industry. If you want books on sales, there's people way more uh, um, skilled than me at sales. I had you know great success in my career when I was doing sales, both in the residential application and commercial application. But I'm not a sales expert, so to speak. There's there's plenty of people who have better stuff to teach than than I do on sales. This is just a topic I don't hear a lot of people talk about in sales books, in sales trainings. There isn't. I don't hear people talk about what I think is a critical thing for people who are asking technicians and, and people who are good at their craft and good at their skill or good at their trade to also be good at sales. This is a, a key component I think is missed sometimes in those trainings. There is a beginning, middle, and end to the, to the presenting of options to a customer. And I would recommend at least having your people that do sales to a point where they can identify those points in the process. And maybe even you want to role play them. I think role playing for sales stuff is fantastic. I think that as awkward and clumsy and, and bumpy as it feels to do role playing in front of your peers as a salesperson doing the role playing, when you can do it well in front of your peers, you will absolutely nail it when your peers are not there. So I think role playing is great for this stuff. If but if even if you don't want to do role playing, I think having are people who are doing sales to a point where they can explain 
here's the beginning of the sales process. Here's the middle. Here's the end. And here is where I stop talking. Here is where at the end of the sales process, we've made our case. We've demonstrated that we understand the problem. We've shown that we can solve the problem. We've made sure we've addressed all their concerns. We've hopefully shown appropriate enough value for our offer. We've presented our offer and our price. At that point, we must fight our own nature and shut up. Silence is not a crime. Silence is golden. There's only three possible outcomes if we stop talking and let them play out. One is the customer says yes, of course. One is the customer says no. And one is they say, I'm not going to decide right now. Those are really the only three options. I have to check with my husband. I have to check with my wife. I have to, I have to wait for this other thing to happen. Those are all these, I'm not going to decide right now. They're, they're kicking the can down the road. Most of the time, we're going to get a yes. Sometimes, rarely, we're going to get a no. I would say we get no, you know, 10, 15% of the time. The, the uh, most time we're going to get yes, whether it's, you know, you're in your industry, your close rate 60% or 85% or whatever it is. After yes, the most common answer we're going to get is I'm going to decide right now. I'm going to, I'm going to kick the can down the road. But none of those are attainable. None of those three outcomes are attainable. If I'm yapping away, if I won't stop talking, I can't get either any one of those three outcomes. If after we presented our options and we keep talking, there is a point which we are not making a better case for them to say yes. Rather, we're making a different case, just like my friend Dave and his painting. There comes a point when we talk and talk and talk and talk and talk about this situation, about this problem the customer's having, about our solution, about all the reasons they should call us or, or choose us. There comes a point when we talk, we've talked so long, which doesn't have to be hours, by the way. It doesn't even have to be 30 minutes. It, it could be in, in three or four minutes we could do this. Where we, We've stopped talking about the, the points that we know are the reasons that sh- they should choose us. And we begin making a completely different case because we just keep talking. And people can get stuck in kind of a, a doom loop where they just they keep talking and they, well, I cover this point and then that didn't work. And I, okay, well, I'm going to switch gears. I'm going to talk about this selling point. And that didn't work. Okay, now I'm going to change it. I'm going to talk about this thing. And that didn't work. And, and never have any idea what the customer's concerns are, what the criteria they're making decisions on, what matters to them, like not have diagnosed any of those things. And they're just talking like almost as if they're waiting for the customer to like, stop, yell, 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 stop, stop, stop. Okay, okay, where do I sign? And that's often not how it works. And if there has been a sales slump, the nervousness that comes from the feeling that they must perform on this particular sale or they must pull it out this week or they must have a better month because I got chewed out the last three months, those kinds of things make it even worse, not better. So things I would want to know from our team, again, is do they even understand this concept that you can talk too much? If they don't understand that, that's a great place to start. If they understand that the concept, and, and you could, if they do, certainly they've experienced this as a client where people, if you have a team of 20 people and you ask, you would have a few people probably who would say, yeah, that happened to me here where, you know, Johnny, the salesperson was trying to sell me something. He, just, he wouldn't shut up, but I had to go somewhere else. Maybe it was just annoying, right? So if you, if they understand that this is a thing, then we can move on to the next part, which would be where in our sales process is the place to stop talking? In our process, selling our product to our client, where is the point we have reached the place where we've made the painting good, perfect, however you want to describe that, and it's time for us to stop talking and let the customer make a decision? Where is that? If they don't know, then that's a great place to have a conversation. But I hope, I would hope for my team at least, and, and 
I would hope this for all of you listening also is it they at least need to know where the point in the conversation is that they've made their case and they can stop and let the customer make a decision. So more on that in a minute. First, let me remind you, if you would like more time to have more confidence or have a better sense of control of your business, feel like you have more control of your business, and you would like to know if the solutions I offer will solve your problems and help you achieve your goals, just go to one-to-onewithbrian.com. Doesn't matter if you use letters or numbers for the ones, just go to one-to-onewithbrian.com. And it takes you right to my calendar. You can book an appointment. It's called a a, um, a success session. Sorry. <laughs> and here's how it works. We, we schedule the free call. There's no charge for the call. On the call, I'll ask you to share your story, some goals, your challenges. I'll share a little bit of my history. I'll give you some free resources. And, and if I'm confident I can help, I'll show you what I offer. And then I'll stop talking, right? And, 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 you know, one of the things I offer is the group you've heard me talk about. Uh, there's other things I do, one-to-one kind of stuff I, I help with. Anyhow, I, I offer the solutions if I think I can help you. If I'm not a good fit, which I'm not always a good fit, I try to help you find someone who is. I'm not a high-pressure salesperson. There's no point in me pressuring someone into working with me. Just have them leave in a month when they inevitably come to the conclusion that I'm not a good fit for them. It's better for both of us for me just to be upfront about that and for the prospective client to be upfront about that. So there's really no risk. So again, it's one-to-one with Brian.com. That's what takes you to my calendar uh, page. Book your free call there. If nothing else, you get some great free resources. And again, if I can't help you, I, I will do my best to find somebody who can. So one of the first things I would want to do is just make sure our team, well, make sure we understand, and also our team, is just recognizing there is a point in which we are not making a better sales case. We're making a different sales case. And that happens when we just, we keep talking and we don't know when and don't actually then stop talking. People will not step into uncertainty. Our, our clients will not. Now, again, assuming that, you know, um, just based on what I'm seeing and hearing, the, the, the frenzy of buying we've seen over the last few years is, is kind of waning, right? Uh, if we go back to that, then all this stuff, none of this stuff is going to matter. And it's just, hey, just show up and get to work again. I'm not hearing that though. And I don't, I don't see anything to indicate that that would continue. The, the, anyhow. So, People will not step into uncertainty. If we begin making a different case at the end of our sales process, rather than sticking to the case that we wanted to make originally, and we start making a different case when it's time for them to make a decision, we create that uncertainty and they will not step into uncertainty. Our people are more inclined to talk too much, the more nervous they are. And if we, if we don't know when it's appropriate to stop talking, uh, they're just not going, they're not going to be aware of this. And I think this is a thing to be aware of. And again, even if they can't stop, if they can't say for sure when to stop talking or, you know, it, that, that would be hard to articulate in a, in a made up situation. But at least can they say, here are the steps in the sales process. And at the end of this step, step four, step seven, whatever is for your sales process, this is the point where it should be appropriate for me to let them make a decision, which means I'm not talking because if I'm talking, they can't decide on anything. So. Again, I'm not a sales guru. There's tons of books like next to the Bible and leadership books. Like I think sales is probably the number three uh, topic. It might even be bigger than say uh, leadership. I don't know. There's literally millions of books written on sales. So uh, this is not to in, this is not intended to be a, a solution to a sales problem. This is just something I've seen as a person who's observed human behavior in different uh, roles watching salespeople act. I just don't hear this talked about a lot. And I've seen this one thing can have a, a difference in a close rate of five or 
I don't think it's insignificant. I wouldn't talk about it if I, th- if I thought it was like a really insignificant thing. And again, it's just something for our people to be mindful of. Not something we're going to, you know, I, we would, I would not drill and drill and drill this. You got other things that you might do. But it's something I've certainly talked about a few times a year and just make sure that they are aware of it. And uh, that's why I thought it was worth bringing up today. So anyhow, go to oneononewithbrian.com to schedule your free one-on-one Zoom call. If you'd like to see if I'm a good fit to help you. Don't forget to subscribe or follow. That's how we grow this thing is subscriptions, follows, share it with a friend or colleague who's a business owner in the service industry. You never know what they might pick up from uh, from a podcast where we talk about things that, you know, frankly, not a lot of the folks care about. Helping people in industries, not a lot of folks care about. So if you have a friend or colleague who's a business owner in the service industry, please share this. Give us a rating review if you haven't had a chance and you have a couple minutes that really appreciate that. And uh, that's all for this week. And I'll see you all next week.